Impact Driven Entrepreneur, Episode 66, Shiny Object Syndrome, How to Avoid It, How to Take Back Your Power, and How to Not Get Distracted When You're Building Your Business. Let's do this. Welcome to the Impact Driven Entrepreneur, the podcast that helps you expand your reach and convert that reach into clients so you can lead your tribe with confidence and create change in the world while living the life you desire. And now your host, certified business coach and consultant, Mariana Ruiz. Welcome back to the Impact Driven Entrepreneur. Today, I wanted to talk about a really important topic that so many of my clients, and if I'm being completely honest myself, have struggled with in business, and this is called shiny object syndrome. So I wanna first start by defining this. What is shiny object syndrome? It is essentially when you get distracted by new innovations, advances in technology, or the quote unquote next big opportunity. And um, it can come in, in many different forms. It could be like the latest marketing or sales tactics or social media platforms or strategies or people, right? Like it could be the people we think are gonna come and sweep and save the day, right? The courses, the coaches, everything that is going to fix the next, you know, little problem or big problem that you might be facing in your business. And I even said coaches, and I want, I am a coach, right? So you might be like, Mariana, what is going on? Are you not supporting of coaching? And here's the thing. I think that what happens in shiny object syndrome is that what, what we do is we give our power away to this external thing that is going to fix all of the things instead of looking inward and discovering what is really the necessary thing, what is really the problem going on, and is this an urgent thing to fix? So I don't want to be, you know, I I am a coach. I am a consultant. I come into a business and fix problems. But guess what? I don't want to be your shiny object because then I know that you are giving your power away to me and Number one, that's just an unhealthy relationship to start off with. And number two, it's really, to me, it does everyone a disservice. And we're going to cover some things that are going to help you to understand and see that. Okay. So one of the cool things um, that I discovered about myself um, with the Clifton Strengths Finders. Um, it's called Clifton Strength Finders. By the way, it's an awesome test. One of my friends um, uh, a few years ago had a business exclusively around helping people with their strengths and discovering what they were and what your, you know, like what was it about your personality. And so my number two strength, according to Clifton Strength Finders, is focus. And even with that being said, I really struggle with shiny object syndrome from time to time. And so I wanted to do this episode for a couple of reasons. Number one, to if you're if you have been having stuff like this come up for you, number one, know that it's totally normal and part of what makes you an amazing entrepreneur. What makes us great entrepreneurs is that we like to innovate, that we see opportunities, that we are quick starters. That means we start things quickly. Um, and those are all things that can make us more prone to the shiny object syndrome because we start to see everything as an opportunity that we could be missing out on, right? Like 
oh, Snapchat, it might be the best opportunity for business. And no offense to anyone here who's on Snapchat or who uses Snapchat for business, it absolutely can be. If it's the right thing for you, if it's the right thing for your journey, if it's where your customers are, right? But we have to take the moment to analyze all of those pieces. And that's what we're going to walk through in the steps in this in this episode. And I'm going to take a second to introduce myself because if you're listening to this episode and you don't know who I am, you might be like, who is this girl? So my name is Mariana. I'm a certified business coach and consultant, and I help uh, you to create, launch, and scale your six-figure group coaching program, okay? And what I want most out of any of the work that I do is for your work to make a difference in people's lives. For the work that you put out there, your group program to help as many people as possible and touch and change their lives in the best way that you know how and the best way that only you can do for them. I really think it's like more of a spiritual thing, right? And not even so much spiritual, but I think it's like that perfect opportunity and that perfect timing that only you can do in the way that you do it. And so, um, yeah, okay, so let's dig into what the steps are and let's keep moving on. Okay, so the first thing I want to say is decide on what you want. Too many times we are not crystal clear on that what is on the other end of what we actually want. Because if we don't define that, what happens is we're just left looking for better than what we have. That leaves a door wide open and ready for shiny object syndrome to come in and kick in, right? Because all of the shiny objects promise something better than, it's the grass is always greener on the other side type of thing, right? If on the other hand, we say, what we really want, and even if anything in the world was possible, what would that be, right? And I say anything in the world because sometimes we're like, but what's realistic, (laughs) right? Like what we really want, but it has to be realistic. It has to be a SMART goal, SMART, you know, um, you know, that acronym SMART, something like measurable, achievable, you know, all of that. Realistic is one of them, right? So, or what if anything was possible, then what would you want? Okay, no limits. What is it that you want to be? What is it that you want to do? What do you want to have? What do you want to achieve? How would your life really look if you had everything you wanted? Now, if um, you are ready to like map that out, you know, first of all, that's the thing. Like that is alignment. Alignment is us knowing what that highest version of ourself is and being that and taking actions from that. It is so hard sometimes. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. Right? Because you're like, but hold on a second. But what about this? Or what about this? Right? But if I could just improve this a little bit, I might be able to move a little a little bit more towards it, right? And that's the opposite of what I want you to be thinking like. I want you to be thinking from the place of what is the ultimate vision and is that in alignment? Yes or no, right? So I'm gonna give you a very tangible example. So as you might know, I am launching my second book right now. It's called The Rise of the Impact Driven Entrepreneur. Now, I have been having some problems with my website. 
So my website's having some slow loading times. I've tried different solutions. I had a programmer come in and like change the site, move things over. I don't know, all this technical stuff that I don't really all understand completely. And this weekend I thought to myself, what if I just switched over to Kajabi? Because my uh, mentor actually has his site on Kajabi and I was like, And I heard him say once, oh, it helped us to avoid all of the issues, right? Because by the way, this is a great problem to have, right? Like if you're having a problem like this, this it's a great problem to have. But if you have too much traffic going to your website and you're on a shared hosting, that means there's multiple other websites on that same kind of like little bit of data or whatever in the interwebs. Well, what happens is that you you get to a point where if you have too much traffic, it can just like slow down your site or completely your site can just be off. Like it just goes away. And that's happened to me, right? And so um, the reason I'm sharing that is because if I was to move to Kajabi, right, it would be something that would solve that problem. I would no longer have the slow loading problem. I would no longer have the lack of, um, you know, this instability of like, what if too much traffic goes to my site, but at the same time I'm doing the book launch. So I want more traffic to my site, right? And I don't really want to move the whole site and then still have problems in a few months or a few years when I have more traffic again, right? Because this, the whole point of this is continue to drive more traffic. Okay, so my point is, as I started to look at that, I thought, is this a shiny object? It is, is it a shiny object that I want to move everything to Kajabi or is this a legit solution? <laughs> right. And here's what I ended up determining. My um, one of my best friends asked me, what is the, the best long term strategy? And I immediately knew it was going to Kajabi because I won't have to move again. I won't have to, you know, get more space from the hosting company. I won't have to change to private hosting, which we've tried all of those solutions already and they still haven't really worked as well. And so I know that if I change to something that does not rely on those same types of systems, it will fix all of those problems, okay? So when I decided what I want, which was, to launch my second book. That's been my goal for pretty much all of 2017 since like about February or so. Well, I know then that the next step is, is my website moving thing in alignment with that goal, right? Because the goal is eventually more and more and more traffic. And right now I'm having an impediment in ability to handle more traffic. And even if we upgrade, there's still going to be another like ceiling of growth, right? So I then said, well, you know what? This Kajabi thing is not actually a shiny object. This is a real solution to the problem I'm having, okay? So I want you to evaluate things from that way, right? And really look at that long-term, right? Like what is it long-term? I'm not talking about one year five years, what about 10, five and 10 years from now, is that still going to be the thing you're doing? And if the answer in your gut and in your heart is like, 
yes, that would actually still be the thing I want to do, right? I, I often think of social media platforms for some reason as the example, right? Like, are you still going to be excited that you get to work on Facebook if Facebook is the platform you've chosen in 10 years? For me, the answer is absolutely. I love Facebook, okay? So determine that for yourself and, um, you know, based on what it is that you truly want. Number two is let's talk about boundaries. So one of the things one of my coaches asked me to do one time that was killer of an, of an exercise was decide what it is that you're unwilling to do to get what you want. So we know what we want. We've determined that already in the last section. And now it's time to determine our boundaries around that, right? For me, it's things besides, okay, like besides going through the obvious things like unethical, illegal, <laughs> anything that like... I would just never do as a human being. Okay, cool. Let's move all those off the table. But then what, right? And then there's still pieces of that, right? There, For me, there's, I want to have enough time to spend quality time with my children. That is really important to me. And so that means I don't want to be working more than, you know, six to eight hours a day. I don't want to be doing the you know, classical hustle, 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 15 hour a day entrepreneur work hour schedule. Okay. Um, other things I'm unwilling to do only one-on-one -on -one work because I've done that and I don't like the way that I feel and the way that I am running that type of business. Okay. I am also unwilling to travel to speak, for example. So one of my, um, coaches and it was like probably my first coach ever I was like okay I want to drive traffic increase visibility that kind of thing and her strategy for me was like go on a speaking tour and I was like yeah that's great only my daughter is still on a breathing monitor so I'm not sure how that would exactly work out and <laughs> you know at that time I was like yeah that's not going to happen so now, I mean, I have a podcast, right? So I'm speaking every single week, technically, right? I'm going on other podcasts at least, you know, a few times a month. I am doing summits and other virtual speaking type of things. And I can do those unlimited. I can do those all week, all month long, okay? I'm not willing to travel. So if somebody here locally asked me to do something, I'm fine to do that. If somebody, you know, near my parents' house asked me to do something, I'm happy to do that. By the way, they live in Boston. So if you need any anyone in the Boston area, I'm happy to do that, right? So like those are the boundaries I have set for myself, okay? And I want you to identify what those are for you. And you will quickly start to see that like, that automatically by setting those boundaries, you start to see what the possible routes are to your destination, right? So like when somebody says you need to go and become a speaker, you obviously like if you've set that boundary, you know, you know what? I can be a speaker or I can be a virtual speaker, right? Or I can do this type of speaking, but not that. Or you know what? I'm going to just have to use not that strategy. I'm going to use this other strategy instead, right? It becomes about you selecting your strategies and your route to get to where you want to go. 
But when we do it from the place of boundaries, we have immediately taken all of our own power back, which goes back to the beginning of this episode when I talked about giving your power away, right? Because we know what we stand for, because we know what it is that we want, and because we know where our boundaries lie, we are no longer giving our power away to this miracle, holy thing that is going to solve every problem we've ever had or will ever have, okay? And so um, I'd love for you to map that out. Um, I also wanna give another really important example. So I had a client who is in my group coaching program, The Impact Formula, and she is a grandmother, so she did not want to have any time that she was having to be like live all the time or like, on social platforms all the time or remembering to post because she wanted to be spending her time with her grandchildren. And she didn't want to have to be distracted by all of the, you know, the online stuff. And so what we did is I I do this like one sheet for determining your customer journey. And we mapped out her entire one sheet to have from the beginning of, you know, potential client acquisition, which I call attract, then all the way through connecting with her ideal clients, all the way through sales and, you know, actually service. All that whole customer journey, we did it on her one sheet, all using non like direct, um, anything that made her have to be somewhere at a specific time. And she has felt amazing about that. And of course, because of that, her stuff has blown up. She has, I can't remember the exact numbers, but like she chose to go with Pinterest and like her Pinterest traffic is huge for repins and for traffic to her website to the point where like even one of her posts has gotten shared like 400 times and it's promoting things that she can, and she's literally growing her list and able to then sell on the back end of that because she's growing her list every single day consistently on autopilot, right? So these are the things that are possible when you have determined these are the things I'm willing to do, these are the things I'm not willing to do, and I feel really good and I'm going to go 100% into this strategy, right? Because you've put your boundaries in place and you feel really good about that. And then you also are not like, oh, well, I wonder if Snapchat is going to be the next best thing for me, right? You don't have to be um, persuaded by the next best thing when you know your true path um, to get to where you want to go. Okay, so number three is decide on the customer journey and stick with the necessary actions for a minimum of 90 days. Now, this goes back to that focus conversation because when we're looking at the things we're doing in business, there's usually a 90-day cycle before you start to really see anything come back <laughs> in terms of, is it even working, okay? And so the biggest mistake we can have or make and in our business is to start something, do it for a week and say it doesn't work or it just doesn't work for me or I'm not getting anywhere. And most of the time, that's just not really true at all. It is just a slow incremental growth. And so you wanna measure things in a 90 day sprint 
And that's why inside of Impact Formula, I do, I have you do, you know, your one page for your customer journey. And then I have you work that one page and that strategy for a good 90 days. And then after 90 days, we evaluate not only that customer journey, but also the rest of your entire business. Because here's the other thing. Not all of your problems have to be solved right away. There are gajillion things um, that we can like either quote as problems or things that could be fixed or minor inconveniences in a business at any given time. There's hundreds of them. I've, I've dealt with brand new businesses and I've dealt with businesses over the million dollar mark. All of them need it. All of them have some sort of issues going on. Now, not all of those issues are either life-threatening to the business, urgent, um, or need to be a priority right now unless you make them. And what happens is when we are not intentional in setting that 90-day window, when we are not intentional in saying, well, this is actually what I want to focus on for the next 90 days, or you know what, it would really help all of my goals or all of the areas that I'm working on if I took a quarter to work on this one thing, right? Um, If I took a quarter, like for example, this thing with Kajabi, I'm not going to sit here and do that tomorrow. Right now, I'm in a list building ramp up phase. And yes, that will help me to build my list, but I don't necessarily need that problem solved today or next week or in the next month, right? And so I want to make sure that when I'm sitting down for my next 90-day review, I'm going to say, okay, when is a good time for me to schedule this in? This is a project that's going to require time, energy, and effort and people, right? So I'm not going to do that myself. I have to hire somebody, right? So like, who is going to do it? Where am I going to find this person, right? Like there's a whole process to it. And when we think we can just fix the problem in a blink because we know what the solution is or because the solution showed up in front of us, that's when we stop being intentional and then we start just being reactionary. And um, so that's what I would encourage you to do is really stick with that, you know, customer journey, if it's the customer journey you're working on, right? If you've mapped out your customer journey and you're like, okay, they're going to come in on this social platform and they're going to, you know, we're going to connect with them in this way and we're going to sell this. Great. Okay. Stick with that for 90 days and then evaluate and say, okay, is this really what what about this is working? What about this is not working? Is this feeling aligned? Like all of those questions. And if you can't do that for yourself and your business, like if time escapes you, if you're you're not able to like make the time to do that, join a program like mine where I literally do it with you. Every quarter I remind my clients like, oh, we're doing a review. We have to review now. It's time to review and, and see where we stand, right? Um, and so... That is really, really important that you're doing because that allows you to be the CEO. That allows you to be intentional. And that also allows for you to give things enough time before running to the next shiny object. So I forgot to mention the story, but I was on a discovery call with a a potential client, which I did not end up working with because, and you'll see why in a minute, but we ha- were talking together and she. this was like when I was newer in my business and was attracting a lot more like brand new entrepreneurs. And, you know, I love 
the passion that comes with that, you know, that type of person, right? Like somebody who's just starting out. But this girl, literally, no joke, had nine different businesses that she was thinking about starting and that had she had started starting, <laughs> um, none of which she had done research on, none of which she had even like remotely started to know what she was selling, none of which she even had validated and gotten one sale on. And so that's exactly what happens with shiny object syndrome is we go from one solution to the next solution to the next solution without actually really taking a good inventory of did it work, did it solve the problem, could we do it better, right? Like those kinds of questions are things that you can ask yourself in your 90 day review and really get to the point where you're, okay, you know, actually we can just double down. Like it's solved most of the problem. Let's double down, right? Or maybe like it's, oh, let's actually infuse this other strategy within that same vehicle, right? So within that same route, we're actually just going to add this instead or in addition to what we're doing, right? So like you can only know those things if you're taking the time to slow down and work on your business rather than just putting out fires in your business, okay? So that is what I have for you guys today. The number one, you know, I'm going to review all of the things for shiny object syndrome, but Number one, I want you to know that if you struggle with this, it is because of your strengths as an entrepreneur. So I want you to leverage that. I want you to know that like the reason that you are struggling with this is because you are a great entrepreneur and you were meant for this, okay? Number two is, uh, okay, know yourself. I will say that, right? So that Clifton Strengths Finder really helped me <laughs> to like understand myself. And I do Myers-Briggs and all the other ones, which we can link up in the show notes. Um, okay. So now let's talk about our process for working through shiny object syndrome. Number one, we're going to decide on what it is that we want. When we know that, we can then start to make all of the decisions around if this thing is aligned with where we're going. Okay. Or is it distracting us? Or is it just building a different route that's only going to halfway get us there? All of those kinds of things. Okay. Number two, determine your boundaries. So what are the boundaries in which you're willing to work? And what are the things you are unwilling to do? And that's really important because then those things that seem like the grass is greener on the other side, you can really evaluate them critically and say, yeah, but you know what? Like that would actually require me to do this and I'm really unwilling to do that. And so then you can kind of get ahead of it and spot any problems before you go down that route. And number three is decide on your customer journey and stick with it for minimum of 90 days. And then every 90 days, you're gonna do the CEO assessment that is going to help you to determine what's working, what's not working, and when you're going to do and solve the specific problems in your business. And you're going to do those things very planned out, very systematic, and very strategically, not just as they come up. Um, That was a huge lesson, by the way. Like, I did not just learn that, like, (laughs) for no reason. There was at one point in my business, I decided to do, like, 
four humongo projects and all of them got done very poorly. And it was because of that, because I was trying to do all of the problems as they presented themselves and as the solution presented themselves rather than strategically. And then what ends up happening on top of that is if you don't think the whole problem and solution through. So for example, like let's say you wanted to rebuild a website, right? Um, Or do a new website, but you didn't really plan the whole thing through and you didn't like, for example, schedule your photo shoot beforehand or work on a copywriting or work on your messaging and your brand positioning, right? Like there are so many pieces to it more than just the site itself. And so when you take that time to really schedule that in, you can say, oh, you know what? This project is actually going to be a lot bigger than what it looks like on the surface because we're going to have to do all this back end work. Or, you know, I when I moved my website the first time, I remember <laughs> being like, oh, okay, yeah, it's good. We only have like four or five pages. It's not a big deal. Come to find out, I was like, Oh, and we have over, at that time, I think we had around 150 blog posts that needed to be moved over. So I had to hire a VA to help, you know, move all those over to the new site. And that was not part of my package with my website person. And so again, like when you take that back step back and you can really assess the scope of the entire project in your 90-day review. You can strategically plan things and then do the things leading up to the time you're going to allocate to fixing that thing and it'll be done and you don't have to go backwards and forwards and like two steps back, one step forward kind of thing. So that is what I have for you guys today. I know this is a lot more like theory and thinking things through, but shiny object syndrome is really a mindset thing. And so we got to have you take back your power and know that you are the creator of everything. And you can do that by deciding on what it is you want, making decisions from that place. Number two, creating your boundaries. And number three, sticking through, you know, with the um, plan and planning things out and being intentional Those are the things that are going to help you to really move the needle and forever eliminate shiny object syndrome and really just be intentional in your business instead. So that's what I have for you guys today. If you found this uh, episode helpful at all, please go ahead and share it on your social media platform. So share it with a friend, share it... um, in, you know, on your page, share it, you know, on your Instagram, whatever platform you are on, go and share that now if you think that one person in your audience could benefit from it. And the other thing is I want to invite you to a special class. So if you are a regular listener to the show, last week I mentioned that um, we are going to be doing a we were going to be doing a class called the seven simple steps to creating, launching, and scaling your group coaching program. Well, I'm going to be hosting this free class again, and I'd love to have you come and join me. Um, so go to bit.ly slash profitable group to sign up for the class. 
And if you're listening to this after the podcast goes live, go ahead and go to that link um, and see when the next time is that we're going to host it, if at all, um, or just get on the waiting list if the waiting list thing is up. So have an amazing, amazing day. I will chat with you soon uh, next week. Bye-bye. Head on over to impactdrivenentrepreneur.com where you can find an arsenal of videos, blog posts, and previous podcast episodes to help you increase your profit and impact. Again, impactdrivenentrepreneur.com and click on blog. Enjoy. Enjoy.